We do have our honorable Alamatul Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. And I have to thank all the listeners from overseas who love tuning in, listening to our beloved Ustad, and who actually sends messages all the, all the way from all different countries. Let's go to my beloved Ustad. Ustad, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khair to our technicians. Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussain. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani rajeem. Bismillahi ar-Rahmani ar-Rahim. Rabbish rahli swadri wa yasilli amri. Wahlul uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. Innaka anta al-alimul hakeem. اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today, with the grace and mercy of all, Allah Jalla Wala, 21st of Jumad al-Ukhra, 1440, we focus on Surah Zumar, the parties and the groups. And this is chapter number 39. This is chapter number 39 of the Noble Quran. The Surah was revealed in Makkah Mukarramah, and it comprises 75 verses. Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah teaches us about Tawheed, that every person must believe in one Allah, Allah, Lillahi, Deenul Khalis, and the Deen of Almighty Allah, when we dedicate ourselves to it, it must be done with sincerity. Remember, there are no partners, there are no associates, no parents, no children to Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah. Thereafter, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala speaks about human being. وَإِن تَشْكُرُوا لَكُمْ And if you are grateful to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, then He, Almighty Allah, will be pleased with you. But if people go believe in something else, they believe in this ism and that ism, then Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is totally independent. You're only causing harm to yourself and no one else. Look at human being how short-sighted we are. When a calamity strikes this human being, then he cries, he begs, he weeps, and he asks Almighty Allah, O oh Allah, the Supreme Being, help me. And then when that calamity is removed, Almighty Allah showers his bounties, he forgets Almighty Allah. Not only forgets Allah, then he ascribes partners, associates to Allah, and those are the people in Nakamin Ashab in Nar, they land up in the fire of hell forever, Allah forbid. People with knowledge and people without knowledge can never be equal. Remember all, Matthew Allah, Jalla Wala has blessed those people with great, great knowledge, provided they have Iman and Islam, and they practice on it as well. Thereafter, all, Matthew Allah, Jalla Wala teaches us, أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ All, Matthew Allah is Noor himself, Allahu Noor al-Samawati wal-Ard. Allah is the radiance, effulgence in the heavens and earth. 
Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu message is filled with nur. Qad jaakum min Allahi nuru wa kitabun mubin. So Mustafa sallallahu message is nur and uh, to take the people out from the darknesses. They are groping in towards the nur of Islam. So that is what is enshrined in a noble Quran, Surah 14, verse 1. The Quran Sharif is nur, radiance and effulgence. Wanzalna ilaykum nuram mubina. O Muslim, who are me and you? Afaman sharahallahu sadrahu lil Islam, fahuwa ala nurim mirabbi. Whosoever Almighty Allah has opened his heart and bosom, Allah has let Islam, Iman, enter there. So he has received the nur, the radiance and effulgence from Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Thereafter, Almighty Allah speaks of Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu an, walladhi jaa Siddiq. Those people to whom the truth came was bihi, and they confirmed it, and they became Siddiq. Mutakun. They are the people who have the real taqwa and the real piety. So that is the lesson all Allah is teaching us. Thereafter, all Allah teaches us the wonderful ayat which will motivate and inspire every person. Qul ya ibadiyaladina asrafu alan fusim la taqadat. Oh, my servants, Allah is saying that those who went beyond the limits, committed every vice, every sin, do not become disillusioned. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Verily, Almighty Allah forgives all the sins, provided we repent sincerely. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anu arda used to say that this ayat is the most ayat that motivated him, inspired him the most. Subhanallah. Why is this surah called Zumar? Almighty Allah speaks of two groups. The non-Muslims who are sane and mature and they die in that state and condition. They will be taken towards the fire of hell and when they come there, the keeper of Jahannam will ask them of the hellfire, did not the messengers come to you? Were the verses of Allah not read to you? They will say yes, but their pride kept them behind. That pride became the impediment, hence they land up in the hellfire forever. Then the people with Iman and Islam will be brought. Before they can reach the portals and the doors of Jannah, those doors will be flung open out of honor to them. And then the keeper will tell them of Jannah and Paradise, Salamun alaykum, tibutum, fadakhuluha khalideen. Enter and dwell and stay here forever. Peace be upon you. And then they will recite the dua, thanking all Mighty Allah and praising Allah and for Ni'ma Ajrul Amilin. Ya Allah, this reward you have given us is beyond our comprehension and perception. And the Malaika are there around the arsh and the throne of all Mighty Allah, singing the praises of Allah. Subhanallah wa hamdihi. May all Mighty Allah grant Grant us entry direct into Jannatul Firdaus. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ustana Jazakumullah khairan. Yes, it's exactly now 5 o'clock. Spot on 
on our program Safina to Ilal Jannah. We begin this morning. We go to Sister Pravani, all the way from Escort. Uh, she wants to know that she says, uh, Mufti Sab, why are we here in this world and how can we gain eternal? This is Sister Pravani from Escort to start. Sister Pravani, first and foremost, we thank you that in the early part of the morning you are listening to us and to the message of Islam. So why did Almighty Allah create this human being? Almighty Allah mentioned this in the Noble Quran. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We have not created this human being and the jinn that are the creation of Almighty Allah that are invisible and they are created from fire. So why did Almighty Allah create us? إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ So that they worship Almighty Allah and they show servitude to Almighty Allah. This human being, when he has knowledge, when he has power, when he has wealth, then many a time he forgets the Supreme Being and Almighty Allah. Allah wants that we must show our servitude to Him and we worship Him alone. He is the only Khaliq. He is the only Creator, the only Malik, the only Owner. Me and you are temporary owners of everything. So that is why Almighty Allah has placed us and there will be vicissitudes, there will be up and down, there will be trials and tests, but do we persevere? So that is the message of Islam and with that we believe in the master, the messenger of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the other articles of faith, so that we lead a pure, a chaste, a good life, no wine, no swine. And in that way there, we will attain the Jannah and the eternal success and prosperity in paradise. Subhanallah. Uh, Ustad, we go to Sister Yasmin from California, the United States of America. Uh, could you please advise on the following? If a lady does her wudu without a scarf, is it okay? Can one comb the hair after wudu? After wudu and namaz, can a lady take her scarf out while doing the house calls and put a scarf again for the next namaz? Does the wudu break in between assuming she is at home with the family? And the last one is, for example, if one's husband would like his wife not to wear her scarf sometimes, is it permissible, Ustad? For you, the previous listener, Sister Pravani, the verse I quoted, I forgot to give you the reference. If you want to see it in the English translation, chapter 51, verse 56. You, sister from California, whatever you are asking, all that is permissible. So if you are in the confines of your house and you are with your husband and now you are performing hudu and you don't have your scarf on, so that's fine. So you make proper masa of your head and thereafter you put your scarf on or during two salats, for example, between Fajr and Zohar, or Asr and Maghrib, or Asr and whatever it is, Asr and Maghrib, Zohar and Asr. So you remove the scarf, and then you put the scarf on. So your hudu will still be valid. There's no problem with all these issues here. And in your house, if it's only your husband, your parents, your children, and you remove the scarf, it's permissible. However, if you wear it, then we will say that that is highly recommended. There's more haya, more shame and modesty in that. And in Islam, haya, shame, modesty is an integral part of our faith. Ustad, we go to Maputo this morning. This is Uncle Soli. He says, Uncle Soli, can I take a home loan, Mufti Sab, from 
a conventional bank, example EPSA, and have the interest rate fixed over the duration of the period, this will mean that I will know what the property will cost after I have completed paying it off. Remember, Brother Suleiman, we should use the full name, especially of Anbiya, alayhi salatu salam. We should not try and make it shortcut, Suleiman, Soli, and, for example, Dawood, Davi, and so forth. Remember, that is reprehensible, not good to do so. So we say, Brother Uncle Suleiman, remember that interest is a major, major crime. Read Quran Sharif, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275, and you will see all Matyalla states is completely haram, unlawful. And the one wa'id and warning mentioned there in the entire Quran Sharif, you will not find such a warning. Surah 2, chapter 2, verse 279. If you do not abstain and refrain from interest, taking, giving, getting involved in it, be prepared for a war against all Allah and Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Some people think that if they fix the interest rate and they buy a car or they buy a house or a property, then it becomes permissible. That's incorrect. It still remains haram. We must remember you are becoming an active participant in an interest-related transaction and that is not permissible. Amir al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to say, Kunna nattaqi riba wa riba. We abstain from riba interest and from riba, anything that imitated and looked like interest. Today it's sad but true. Some scholars want to go through the back door and try and legalize riba and interest. All this is haram and not permissible. Remember that. So in a case like that, so we must remember is not permissible. Ustan, let us go to, this is uh, Sister Razia. She says, uh, move this up. My maid wants to know, what will the next life be like? Her name is Anna. Ustad. You must tell Anna that the real life will be the real life in the year after. This life is temporary. Our health, our wealth, our honor, everything is temporary. There it is eternal. No worry, no sorry. Whatever we desire, we will get. Here we are the guest of people. There we will be the guest of all. Matya Allah, Jalla Wala. And all Matya Allah says, I told you, that look down and keep your gaze down. I told you to eat halal, drink halal, consume that which is permissible, not that is unlawful. I told you to read and perform salat. Whatever I told you, you try to do to the best of your ability. So for people with iman and Islam, it will be eternal prosperity, eternal joy and happiness. But if a person does not have iman, Islam, and dies like that, then it is eternal doom and gloom. And all Allah has mentioned that in Surah 33, Chapter 33, Surah Ahzab, verses 64-65. So therefore you need to explain to her that it is in her interest, Sister Anna, that embrace Islam and that will be your salvation and you will enjoy the best in this world, inshallah, and definitely in the year after. Ameen, Ameen, Ustad. We go to Washington, Washington, D.C. This is Brother Michael. Uh, Mufti, is it obligatory to believe in destiny? Please explain. 
Remember, Brother Michael Mikhail, we have certain articles of faith, and one of the articles of faith is that we must believe in destiny. Now, what does this mean? A person came to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an. He, Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, he was a genius. He's the son-in-law of the messenger of Islam, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi married to the masterpiece be upon his beloved daughter, Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha. Nevertheless, a person came to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an and told him, there's one problem and that is destiny. I'm not understanding it. That person posed the question to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an whilst he was standing. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an said, pick up your leg. So he picked up. He said, pick up your other leg. He said, no, I can't pick both up simultaneously. He said, that is destiny. <laughs> so my brother, Michael Mikhail, remember, that did you ask anybody you want to be a male? Did you ask anybody you want to be born in California, Washington, wherever, D.C.? So remember, all this was decreed. Did you ask Allah that your father's name must be uh, Thomas and your mother's name must be Natasha? I'm just using names off my head. So you must remember, we didn't ask. So all these are the things that Almighty Allah has destined for us. Tomorrow I will leave this world, I die. After tomorrow, next year, or whenever you pass away and you leave this world. So all this has to do with destiny. And remember our risk, our sustenance, and our provision. That also is destiny decreed by Allah. In the capitalistic system, Brother Mikhail, they say that you will get a good job, you will get millions of dollars if you have degrees. We as Muslims say no, that that will help. But the real reason for us to enjoy our provision sustenance is not the degrees, it is the decree of Almighty Allah, the Supreme Being. You know in America, people who are PhD, people who are qualified, so many of them are unemployed. You come to South Africa, official figures, 27% are unemployed, but the real figure is more than 40%. People with degrees cannot find job and so forth. So you must understand that we are not suggesting we must not work. Every person has to work, but everything happens with a decree of Almighty Allah, and that is destiny. Good, bad, happy, sad, everything comes from Almighty Allah. Your wife, your honorable wife gives birth, so that also is a happy day. And after one week, the child passes away. Mm. So the sadness also comes from Almighty Allah. That is our <laughs> belief that everything comes from Almighty Allah. And things come our favor, Brother Michael. Alhamdulillah. We praise Almighty Allah alone. And things come which bring us sadness, grief, there's death, there's illness in the family. So still we praise Allah, but we add one word, Alhamdulillah, Allah kulli hal, oh Allah, we still praise you in all cases and circumstances. Mm. Subhanallah. I see brother Michael Mikhail Ustadi says, I must tell you that he was born in Las Vegas in Nevada. Have you been there Ustad? Las Vegas, the capital of gambling center. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I've been to the eastern side of America, New York, and Washington. I've been to Washington, D.C., visited the White House, visited the United Nations, all these things we did. Mm. So, alhamdulillah, Chicago, all that we did, and Maryland, many places. So, I visited some great parts of America, but not Las Vegas. We don't go to such places. 11 minutes after 5, uh, you know, Ustad is full of jokes, subhanAllah. Ustad, listen to this uh, question here. According to the Shafi Madhab, women can travel for Hajj without a mahram as long as there are three women traveling together. Is this ruling still applicable in the case that Hajj is not far on the woman that is, she cannot afford to go on her own accord, but is being sponsored by well wishes? According to our agent, she says it's nothing wrong. This is from Lester. It's nothing wrong to travel alone for Hajj as long as Allah sees what's in your heart. Ustad. Remember that if it is a first hajj, a hajj and pilgrimage to Makkah Mukarramah that is compulsory, then the Shafi ulama and the Maliki ulama say that she can go in a group of ladies, although maybe her husband cannot go, or maybe she doesn't have mahram, a brother or a father, son, no one is really available, then it will be jaiz and permissible. However, according to the Hanafis and Hanbalis, that is not permissible. The lady has to travel there to Hajj and anywhere else also with a mahram. And that is is compulsory. She must have a husband or a brother or father with her. Now in this instance where the Hajj is not compulsory, but because her name has come out or because you must remember some well wishes have given her the money, so now she has that amount of money which makes Hajj compulsory upon her, so then it will be fine that she can go for Hajj and remember that without the mahram as well, and she goes with a group of ladies, yes, according to Shafi's Malikis, that would be permissible and acceptable. Mm. The listener says, should we listen to our agent who start? Yeah, in these type of things, sometimes the agents do things just to suit themselves. For example, I'll give you an easy example. There they will tell you, they in Musdalifa, they just stay there a little while and go away. So there you don't listen to them because majority of them are not ulama. They want to do things for their own convenience. So you must remember you need to ask the ulama and not listen to the agent when it comes to fatawa and verdicts. Ustada, uh, can the name Rida be kept for girl? This is from Abu Dhabi. Uh, Rida, R-I-D-A. What does it mean and is it a recommended name by Alims, Ustad? Remember, there are certain names that are al-asma'ul mushtaraka. You can keep the name for male and female. For example, Atiyah, a gift. So the name Atiyah can be used for a boy and the same name can be used for a girl. So that is permissible. Same thing with Rida. So remember, it's a masdar, a verbal noun. Now this is all legal jargon, technical jargon, which most people will be beyond their comprehension. So anyway, if you keep the name Rida, is with the Dod. So R-I-D-H-A. So Rida. You will pronounce it correctly also. So if you keep it for a boy, you keep it for a girl. So both ways will be permissible and acceptable. What you are saying, you want the pleasure of all Allah Jalla to envelope you. Italy, uh, Ibrahim Seder, he says, Mufti Saab, uh, how are you feeling? Hope you're well. Are you looking forward for Ramadan? This is uh, brother Ibrahim Seder. He says, Mufti Saab, I want to know, is it permissible for a woman to wear a white wedding dress on the wedding night? Or is it haram? Because this is the dress of kafir woman, Ustad. 
Remember, Brother Ibrahim, Alhamdulillah, we thank Almighty Allah for all His recurring bounties, favors that He, Almighty Allah, is showering upon us, Alhamdulillah. Secondly, we all should be looking forward to Ramadan and we say, Allahumma balligna Ramadan. Oh, Almighty Allah, spend us, spare us for the wonderful, beautiful month of Ramadan where we will be fasting, reading more Quran Sharif and Taraweeh and so forth. Allah Ta'ala, spare us to enjoy another Ramadan 1440 Ramadan means to burn and incinerate the sins then thirdly my brother that now it is somebody's daughter sister's wedding and now she wants to wear white white clothes if you look at these gowns that the women wear, number one, they are sleeveless. Number two, they are see-through. Number three, half the body can be seen. So obviously, whether it's white or pink or yellow, to wear that type of clothing is haram for a Muslim lady. That way she's wearing transparent clothing and where she's wearing sleeveless and so forth and so on. So remember that there she will be exposing so many parts of her beauty. And nowadays the weddings... 90%, 80%, the male and female are all together, so the men will be looking at her. She is all dolled up and so forth. So remember that in this day, this age, you must tell the women must not wear white. Mm-hmm. When I got married, so I told my wife to be that on our wedding day, Nikah day, you must not wear white. That was 40 years ago. <laughs> so you must remember this time, 40 years, with Allah's help, English calendar, otherwise it's more. So you must remember that we must not encourage these type of things. The problem today is they want to imitate the Hollywood, Bollywood culture. Then the woman will wear the sari. That also is haram. Remember that the Hindu culture. So we can't be imitating the cultures of other people. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, "Man tashabbaha biqawmin minhum." Who imitates a people is part and parcel of them. This is authentic hadith in Abu Dawood. Mm. Forty years ago, Haji Abu Yusuf, you and I were not even born that time. Mustafa can still remember. I can't even remember. Uh, my beloved Mustafa. Never mind. We carry on. Don't go there, Mustafa. I see. Yusha, I know Mustafa when he's laughing and he's got something up his sleeve. Uh, Yusha wants to know. I have heard that. Dua can change takdeer. Is this true? Brother yeah. Yusha from Philippines. MashaAllah, brother Yusha, you're already studying good Islam. The hadith, the saying, the prophetic saying of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in Tirmidhi. Ad-du'a o yaruddul qadr. Remember that du'a, supplication, begging, beseeching Allah, sometimes, not always, occasionally will change the taqdeer. Just now, Brother Mikhail, Michael, you spoke about destiny. Mm-hmm. So it changes destiny. A person said he don't want to go for hajj, he don't want to go for pilgrimage, he's a millionaire. One day he heard a lecture, one day he was inspired, and then he started lifting up his hands. Ya Allah, I'm a sinner. Ya Allah, I'm a transgressor. Ya Allah, take me to Baytullah, Kaaba Musharrafah. I want to see with my own eyes the Baytullah. Take me to Medina Munawwara, to Medina to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the tears were flowing, and lo and behold, that is the time when duas are accepted. Mm. So now Allah Ta'ala puts it in 
his taqdeer. So remember that, yes, go for hajj, become my guest. But some places it will not be accepted. Today we live in a crazy world. So some person, his name is Steve. Now Steve wants to become Eve. So Mm. now he says, oh God, make me a female. But he's a male. So no, you can't make dua like that. So therefore, I use the word occasionally. So yes, occasionally, remember that some things Allah leaves mu'allaq, suspended. You don't have children, and now you're weeping, crying, begging Allah. Lo and behold, after 20, 25 years, Allah bless you with that wonderful flower and child. So that is the barakah, the blessing of your dua, and more so the mercy of Allah. So yes, we believe in that. Dua is a powerful weapon that we have and daily we should beg Allah. The problem today is we raise our hands but we ask Allah half-heartedly. Nay, Ask Allah with firm conviction. Inshallah, 11 to 12 will be blessed of marriage. We will see you and tomorrow and Friday, Saturday, Uppington, inshallah, will be there in that part of the world. Make dua for us and the Ummah Ad-Lad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.